Hello everyone, this is your host Corbin Trinary with CT Hoops. I'm joined today by Caleb Miller, the co-host of CT Hoops. What's up? Today we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of trade deadline, a little bit of Oklahoma City Thunder, and we're going to try to lead it into All-Star if we have time. So Caleb, what do you think about the trade deadline? What do you have to say about the Minnesota Timberwolves with the Warriors? Madness. It was all madness. It's all madness. This trade deadline was crazier than I expected it to be. In the weeks leading up, we kept hearing Woj say it was going to be a lot of deals around the edges. There's going to be a lot of small pieces. So I kind of tampered my expectations quite a bit. I was expecting, you know, the Alec Burks trade, stuff like that. I was expecting an Iggy trade because he was getting called out by a bunch of youngsters on Twitter, which I think is hilarious. Um, but yeah, the biggest one was obviously the D'Lo for Wiggins trade. We have mixed emotions about this. You like it. I, I just think the trade is bad as a whole. I think, first of all, I don't think Wiggins is a very good basketball player. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. You can uh, see potential in it, though. I don't. You the see potential is dead. Oh. So the Warriors, not good? This year? Not good with this ad? Not better? No. I, I don't see, I, I think Wiggins fit next to Steph. Clay and Draymond is going to be really, really forced. It's going to be a third scorer. He'll have, I guess it'll be like a secondary ball handler. He's not very great defensively. He's extremely inefficient. I guess you could say he's going to be like Harrison Barnes-esque, but I don't think Harrison Barnes didn't make $35 million like Wiggins will. Um, so I just think it's a $30 million for Wiggins. Now that's my main issue is like we had heard all, all year. And ever since Wiggins signed this horrible contract, and then we saw his ensuing play, well, this contract is one of the worst in the NBA. You're going to have to attach picks. You're going to have to attach assets to get rid of this contract. The Timberwolves ended up just attaching one pick, which is a top three protected 2021, and then just threw in a second on top of that and got back D'Lo, who, don't get me wrong, I don't think D'Lo is like, I don't think D'Lo is like an all-star. I mean, he made the all-star team last year, mm-hmm. led the Nets to the playoffs. <clears throat> He's young. He's a really interesting fit with the Warriors, so I can see why that they got rid of him. I don't think he would have fit next to Clay and Steph very well either. But at the end of the day, the, Wol- the Timberwolves had to do it. You have to get Cat his best friend. You have to keep Cat happy. Cat hasn't been happy since 1904. He's been miserable. They've lost 57 straight games, the if tweets. my stats are correct. The tweets 130 the straight games they've lost. 250 straight games the Wolves have lost. And I just think if you are the Warriors, or if you're the Timberwolves, you have to make a deal that keeps your franchise cornerstone happy. You brought in his best friend. You want to keep Cat there long-term because God knows next time you'll get another Cat-like player when you're the Timberwolves. So for that, I think the Wolves knew they had to go get him. They knew that they had to keep Cat happy. They knew that this year was just a shit show from the beginning. They stink. I don't think Russell's going to make them that much better, Unlock honestly. Cat's potential. I sure. love Cat. Cat's amazing. Cat's a great player. Terrible defensively. is terrible defensively. I, I don't know. It's it's the fits all around are just interesting. I, I don't see. I mean, this trade is just like a. Mm, it's just eh. The, I don't. It's know. It's a big. It's a blockbuster trade. It's a blockbuster trade, but but it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't necessarily benefit either side. Besides getting rid of Andrew Wiggins' contract, which obviously is abysmal, but I would have loved to have seen. Steph Thompson, D'Lo, Draymond. I don't think it would have worked. 
I would have loved to have seen it. I don't think it would have worked. I don't think, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to say that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond is going to work. But I think there's potential there, just like I thought there was potential when D'Lo signed there, or got traded there. So, I think it's kind of a wash of a trade. Uh, Isn't a big difference as far as salary. Uh, It isn't astronomical, but uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. But there's also a mega trade that happened on Thursday. Uh, Four-team trade. Included big names like Rocco, Clint Capella, Beasley. Beasley. I mean, just players that I personally love. And I know you you love Clint Capella. You love Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley. I don't love Michael Beasley. <laughs> I can tell you that. I this trade's this trade's I think that this trade's really, really, really interesting and it shows the way that the Rockets are handling things. They're building around Russ now. This trade is a lot more Russ-centric than Harden-centric. I think Capella was a much better fit when it was just a Harden-led team. But with Russ, you just have to have spacers. You have to have people that can shoot the ball. Um, I could see this being a problem with rebounding, but I also think they're going to let Russ do more rebounding work. We've seen that Harden can get rebounding numbers. I don't know how efficient of a rebounder he actually is. But in his his triple-double craziness season for Harden as well, he got a lot of rebounds too. So I think... It'll be a lot of rebound by committee for them. Their post D will be interesting. I I think PJ Tucker's really PJ Tucker is really really good defensively, and he handles bigs really well. Um, this will make them a really really good regular season team, especially offensively. Um, I could see them leading the league in scoring the rest of the year. I think that they will. Their three point shooting numbers will be absolutely astronomical. Um, I think Roko's a really good fit there. I think Capel was really the only piece that they had, the only asset they even had to make a trade happen, which is kind of the, the issue that they had. Um, so yeah, they don't have any bigs. They have Isaiah Hartenstein and they have Tyson Chandler, both of whom stink. I like Tyson. Um, I don't have anything against Tyson. He's literally 100 years old and is no he's longer old. good at basketball. He's old, but so is PJ. PJ is still shown that he can be an efficient basketball player. Tyson Chandler Better cannot. Shooter. Can spread the floor. Small PJ, ball. Fits I can't believe the fact that we're actually comparing Tyson Chandler and PJ Tucker. We're not. We're not okay, doing good. That. We're not doing that. Uh, and then you go to the Hawks, and I think Clint Capella fit is interesting. I don't know what the Hawks are doing. I guess they're like not rebuilding, but they are. But they're not. I, Clint Capella is kind of in that age group that they're. He's youngish. I guess. What is he? Twenty. I think he's twenty-eight. Twenty. Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. Five. Twenty-five. Six. Yeah, he's twenty-five. Twenty-five. So he's youngish. He fits well, Trey. I think it's going to be a lot more... Like, he's going to play a lot similar to how he played with Harden. A lot of pick and rolls, a lot of lobs. Um, it's just... They're going to run him to death through screens. Cause that's all he's going to do is set screens for Trey. Which is what he should do because Trey is a generational type offensive talent. Make your best player better. Yeah, exactly. And I like that trade for the Hawks. I like the ability to get John Collins to the four. I think that's huge. I don't like Collins at the five at all. I think he is... Doesn't match up well against five. Doesn't match up well against five. Gets in foul trouble all the time. Can't defend a five to save his life. Shoots 35% from three, which I think is really, really solid for him. He hasn't really shot many. He only shoots three a game. So I, I could see him really, really excelling with Capella there too. I think it's going to be really beneficial for Trey and Capella. Um, what do you think? I think it's interesting. Uh... 
again, was really the only asset they had had to trade outside of, I don't know, Tabo Cephalosha, really. Is that an asset? <laughs> it's not really an asset. But it was the only big asset to get good return. And if they're committing a small ball, I think Rocco is a good fit. Rocco, one of the best contracts in the league, gets tossed around. I mean, I don't know. I, I like it, but I also I don't like committing to small ball. That's just... That's not how my mind goes. I like the big man. I like being able to spread the floor as, next, as much as the next guy, but committing to small ball to that extent doesn't seem... It really it really handicaps you in the playoffs. I think regular season, it's fine. You can make it work. The problem is they're playing an eight-man rotation right now. They're playing P.J. Tucker and Sam Adams. He's 30, what do we say, 36-ish around there. 36, say who? P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker's 34. 34, 34 excuse me. Making him way older than he is. He's 34, playing damn near 40 minutes a night. I just don't see how that is Human reasonable to, for that to continue um, uh, in the playoffs when he's guarding Rudy Gobert, Nikola Jokic, AD, Steven Adams. It's not going to be good. Um, players like that. So uh, it'll be, it's going to be really interesting to watch them play. We watched them play last night against the Lakers. They played well. Small ball seemed to work, at least for one night. AD did get his. AD played well. Um, I don't know. It's going to be really, really intriguing to watch them play. And I think this is them committing to Russell Westbrook, which I think is also really interesting. That fit with him and Harden has yet to really show itself to be a good fit. Um, We have seen Harden be able to play really well and Russ play really well alongside that. But if Russ plays really well, we usually see Harden kind of stink. So it's really, it's a fascinating fit. I I'm still wary of it. I don't know about it. As a lifelong OKC fan, I love Russ, but I don't know, man. I think the commit to Russell is a smarter play than committing to James Harden. That being said, doing the small ball move wasn't a bad idea. I just, I don't know if you, when you say you commit to Russell Westbrook, that you just leave James Harden out to dry. No, I don't think you are. I think you're building the team around Russell Westbrook, which you are. You are. You're you're putting shooters, because Harden was fantastic in his season with Capella. In his last season, season what did they, they make it last season? They were, they were finished in the semifinals? I think it they was. They were bounced by the Blazers, weren't they? They were bounced by the Blazers, that's right. Um, were they? Yes. Yes, they were. And so I, I, no, they weren't. No, the Rockets won. The, the Rockets won. I think they went to the semis. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, they they definitely did. They bounced the Blazers. I don't think they did. I really don't think that they did. I can't believe I'm forgetting this. I think they bounced the Blazers. It could be the other way around. No, they lost to the. Oh yeah, they played the. In... Warriors. And they lost the Warriors. Yeah. The The Rockets did. Yeah, they played the Warriors. That's right. And then they got beaten by the Warriors. That's right, that's right, that's right. A healthy Warriors. Yeah, healthy Warriors. At the time. That makes sense. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Blazers beat the Nuggets. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, well, the next big trade that I kind of want to talk about is the Andre Drummond trade. And the one thing that I think about this trade deadline 
is it's blockbuster names without making blockbuster deals. And I think it really happens with this Drummond trade where you make, you send off a blockbuster name to the Cavs for really no good reason. Uh, I love Andre Drummond. I think he's a very capable big. I think he's a top five center in the NBA. And I know I get scoffed at for saying that, but I think he it's is. A, it's blockbuster names. It's it's really popular names, but not very good trades. No, it's it's not here's my good take. Trades. Yeah, no, here's People my take. Here's my up. take. Here's my take. These are big name players for fans, but I think what we're seeing is that NBA people don't see these players as don't regard these players as highly as fans do. For example, a fan looks at Andre Drummond's stats when he gets his thirty and twenty. And they're like, holy shit, Andre Drummond. Is, is elite. He's a monster. He's the best of the best. And I think what He's you're seeing is that, first of all, teams don't value centers like that. Not anymore. Teams don't want to pay Andre Drummond his $28 million he's going to opt into next year. No one does. That's why... The thing is, because everyone's like, well, why didn't, the, why didn't the Pistons get more? Well, if they would have had more, then they would have accepted it. Yeah, absolutely. The, the best offer was Henson Knight in a second. For Drummond. Brandon Knight back to the Pistons. For Drummond. So I think this just shows that the value isn't there for Drummond. People don't think Drummond's going to help them win games. And in my opinion, I agree with that. I don't think Drummond's going to help you win games. I think he gets a lot of stats. He's great for fantasy basketball. He's a great fantasy basketball player. But in real life, I just don't think he's winning. For example... Uh, uh, that's a bad example because I was going to say the Celtics could have gotten but they don't have salaries that no. would have matched without having to go pay work or smart but there's a ton of teams that could have used a big that I feel like could have made salaries work that just didn't feel like Drummond would have made them better um, and I think the Cavs did it because it's the Cavs and the Cavs have nothing else so might as well add another big was it a win for the Cavs? no I mean sure it's I like think a, it was a win for the Cavs. It's a small for what they gave it's up. A small, it's like when you expect to get like a seventy-five on a test, you get like a seventy-six. You're like, okay, that's a win for me. Like, yeah, it's a win, but it's like a microscopic micro win. win. Yeah, it's sure. a micro win. Sure, it's a win. Yeah, you get if it's if you want to pay Drummond twenty-nine million dollars, it's a win. I wouldn't want to pay Drummond thirty million dollars. I don't know. I I wouldn't want to pay him thirty million dollars. Which he's going to opt into next year, so you're paying him next year. I just don't see. Do you get value for Tristan Thompson at that point? You can't now. I don't know. What do people want? For, no, I no. I don't think people want Tristan. I don't want people. I, people don't want Tristan. People don't want Kevin Love. You, you just have all these centers that people don't want. You have all these big men that people don't want. And I just don't know what their plan is. I don't think the Cavaliers have a plan. I think their plan is to, I mean, call people slugs and be terrible. And that's what they do. They just stink. And Garland and Sexton are bad. They don't know how to pass the basketball. I, I don't like Sexton, but I especially don't like Garland. I don't think either of them are good point guards. They're young. Yes, I know. I'm being hateful. They can shoot. Garland can shoot. Yes. That team is a train wreck. I don't know. That team scares me. I don't want to watch them play basketball. No one wants to it's watch them. It's bad basketball. No. It's a bad basketball team. And I, I, I see where they're coming from. If, if you're the Cavs, you're like, F it. I'll... I mean, this is nothing for Drummond. So I get it, but I mean, that trade just, whatever. It's a stinky trade all around. No one wins. I mean, if you want to say the Cavs won, then sure. I do want to say the Cavs won. Okay, then I'll let you say that. The but. Cavs have to get a win. They're not, they haven't been winning. They need a win. <laughs> they can get a moral victory. You can give them the win. I won't be. Well, let's go from a okay trade to probably one of the best 
in this trade deadline, which was with Iguodala to the Heat. Yes. Uh, so it was Iguodala. It was... Uh, who am I missing? It's Iguodala and Jay Crowder for... Iguodala, Hill, and Hill, Crowder. Solomon Hill, Jay Crowder. For Winslow. For Winslow. They got Gorgie Dang. Gorgie Dang. And I think they got Dion, who they immediately cut. Dion Waiters, who they just completely waived. Uh, I like this trade. I think it solidifies the Heat as the number two team in the East behind the Bucks, And uh, really solidifies their run for the playoffs. I think I think they could really take it to the Bucks, maybe even take it to the finals. I disagree. Why do you disagree? I don't disagree, actually. I think the Heat are the second best team in the East. I'm interested to see how good Iggy still is. Um... I mean, he's old. $15 million for Iggy is a lot of money. And I, I don't see a way that they pay him $15 million next year. I think they're going to opt out of that unless he just plays his ass off, which, I mean, could happen. But I don't see it. I guess you're just training for – you're training Justice Winslow, who is a good young player, but just can't stay healthy. Can't. Has missed an ungodly amount of games the past couple of seasons. So for the Heat, you got a first to take on Iguodala. Or sorry, for the Grizzlies, you got a first to take on Iguodala from the Warriors, and from that you got Winslow as the star of that package. So you ended up getting a first and Winslow for Iggy, which I think is pretty solid. Can't be can't be upset about that. I really do like what the Grizzlies are doing. I think the Grizzlies are really moving in a good direction. I like Brandon Clark. I love Jaron Jackson Jr. You cannot not you can't not love Jaw. Um, they're good. They're young. They're fun. They're really fun to watch. I like with the group. They just signed Brooks to an extension. Three years. Yeah. A heavy extension. Yeah, and I like it. Brooks is a good player. He's a scorer. I like Brooks a lot. So I like this trade for the Heat. I like this trade for the Grizzlies. I think they both kind of won from this. Um, I wish the Heat had gone after Gallo. As a Thunder fan, I wish that they... I'm happy that they didn't. But as an NBA fan, I think that would have made them... Better. I think that would have put them in... I think right now there's a tier, and it's the Lakers, Bucks, kind of the Clippers at the top three teams in the in the NBA, pretty far and away. And I think if the Heat got Gallo, they would have been in that tier. And uh, the Clippers in tier one? Kind of. They're on the hinges. Even with the past trade deadline move? I haven't seen Marcus Morris play for them yet. I think it puts them at, at tier one. Personally. When they, but, if, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard ever, ever step foot on a basketball court together together yeah. i will i will tell you that they are and watch them play and they play well i will say that that they are up there but i don't know it's interesting it's a good trade well that kind of segues into the marcus morris yeah marcus morris he was wanted by everyone he he really was he was well sought after which is crazy because marcus morris who i guess just has been really good the past two seasons really good was he really has. good for the Celtics. No, he has. shooting at a He's, I think his all of his statistics are career highs this year, which is that I guess he's getting a freaking New York Knicks boost, which I didn't know was playing for a crap team. <laughs> which I didn't know all existed. your stats go up. Yeah, is that the appeal of playing? His for the usage Knicks? rate is just absurd with the Knicks, probably. <laughs> That's so, the appeal of playing with the Knicks right now. I mean, he's shooting an insane clip this season, shooting forty-four percent from three right now. He's averaging twenty a game. Shooting 44% from the field. So he's playing really, really well this season. Shooting 82% from the line. I think he's that 
third score, fourth score area for the Clippers, where it's you have Kawhi, PG, and then you have that group of Lou, Morris, Trez. Pat Bev, debatably. Yeah, and I think you're going to see Marcus Morris slide into that starting rotation four spot, so I think you'll have Bev, PG, Kawhi, Morris, Zubac. And then off the bench, you have Lou Will, Shamit. They traded Harkless. Can't think of who that three is now then. Insert three. Trez. And then, uh, I'm like losing all their names right now. Can't know, can't figure out why. You know who I think of when I think of Marcus Morris? I think of P.J. Tucker. I think they can guard the fours and the fives of the league. They yeah, Jermichael Green is who I was thinking of. Jermichael Green? Yeah, Jermichael Green. You like Jermichael Green? I do like Jamal Green. I think Jamal Green's a stud. I think he's a good four. That second unit is really legit, though. And they got Magruder. I like Magruder. Magruder. And they have Pat Pat still, who's... <sighs> Pat Pat's a physical person. He is a body. They dropped Isaiah, because Isaiah's terrible. That second unit's good, though, man. Lou Will, Shamit, Jamal, Trez... And then Terrence Mann or Magruder. You said they dropped IT? Yeah, they already released him. That's a shame. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a good trade. I mean, the Lakers really wanted him. And I think that's the crazy thing is when you see these Clippers and the Lakers both going for these players, it's that not only are they getting him, but they're not letting the other team get him. Which is, like, seems so stupid, but it's also, like, it's important because had the Lakers gotten Morris, that solidifies because... That takes a lot of those Kuzma minutes that are kind of going in the dumpster right now because Kuzma is a dumpster player. Um, I, I mean, I can't even imagine if you would put Morris in Kuzma's minutes and seeing how that Lakers team is playing right now and put Morris in that. I think that's a different level of team. I think that makes that team really, really, really elite. Um, it's interesting because these these Clippers teams have so this Clippers team has so many names and so many really good players, and it's just. The regular season, I just don't know if they don't care, if they just can't get people healthy or what, but it just hasn't really come together and clicked yet. But I think come playoff time, I think they're going to be really, really legit and really hard to stop. I would have to say I agree with that. The next thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was kind of the reaction at the beginning of the season with the Oklahoma City Thunder until their current standing, breaking the Las Vegas over win uh, bet total. Uh, it was put at 32 by Las Vegas at the beginning of the season. They had just won their 33rd win over the Pistons, I believe. Yeah, they smoked them. And uh, I think that's interesting for multiple reasons. I think Oklahoma City is set up in a very unique spot with a lot of potential and aspects. Uh, with uh, young guys like Darius Baisley, Shea Gilders Alexander, the veteran leadership that is... Chris Paul uh, has really shaped what Dennis Schroeder has become in this past Dennis Schroeder is a stud now. I'll say it. He's a stud. It's been great this season. Lakers came after him. Did the Lakers come after Lakers, him? Lakers came after him. They wanted him. They wanted him. And they were probably they gonna, couldn't have him. They were probably going to offer us garbage. Because Lakers have no What access. garbage do they have? I, I, I think they're short on garbage. I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I bet they offered us, like, more picks. I don't... They don't have any. The Pelicans have all of them. Our bag is too full for picks. So we're going to get from the Heat. It's picks, I know, for Chris Paul. But... Or Danilo. 
Were they pack- packaging picks for Denell? Who? The Heat. They were taking off... Uh... Why can't I think of the word? They were taking off the, uh, the protected? Yeah, they were taking off protections. Which... As a Thunder fan, if we if that trade had gone through and all we just gotten was t- like protections taken off, like yeah, that's good. But also, it's like eh, it's a little boring. underwhelming. Yeah, very boring, especially for a player like Danilo Gall- Gallinari. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Thunder have been really freaking good this season. I think it's been a really really fun team to watch. Um, <laughs> they've been really fun to watch. Chris Paul's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. All-star this year, which I... I'll put it out there. Chris Paul before the season, least favorite player in the NBA. Thought he was fat. Hated him. Thought he was fat. He is. He was fat. Let's put the emphasis still, on Still that. kind of fat. I'll say it. But I just wasn't a big Chris Paul guy. I thought he was kind of a baby. Could see why teams didn't like him. But I will say he's done amazing things for this team. The team loves Chris Paul. Shea Gill just loves Chris. Dennis Schroeder loves Chris. Talked the other day about how he changed the culture of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one thing that Oklahoma City kind of has is this really, really strong culture that players enjoy playing in. Um, and I think when you bring in a player like Chris Paul, who's in the waning years of his career, kind of on the downward, well, what we thought was on the downward, still hooping, um, come in and embrace his role, embrace the city, embrace the team, play his ass off every night. Right now we're at the fifth seed. And like... Any, every single person knows Chris Paul wants to be on a championship team right now. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. If you gave Chris Paul the opportunity to play for the Thunder or the Lakers, like, who do you think he's picking? Like, let's be honest. But I think it's really, it's been really cool. He's been a really big mentor. I think it'll be huge. I think it'll pay huge dividends for Shea's career um, to get to play under Chris Paul for a year, maybe two. I think it already has. Yeah, I think it has too. And the same thing with Schroeder. I think it'll be huge for Schroeder. I don't know. I just think it's a really fun group. Um. I think it's going to be, with all these assets we have, with 15 first-round draft picks, emphasis on 15, that is an insane number. I think it's going to be interesting what Presti does if he goes the trade assets for players route or utilize these assets into drafting players. I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, we have all of the Hawks picks for the rest of the, or all of the Heat and Rockets picks for the rest of time. Heat? We have Heat? We have Heat. Yeah, Heat and Clippers. Heat Clippers and the Rockets for the rest of time. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I I I really really do enjoy playing. I really really do watching enjoy watching this team. I think Baisley's been interesting. He shows some signs of offensive potential. I I, I absurdly like. compared him at the beginning of the season to Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I, I don't. And I don't think he's there. I would love to see him get there within the next year. Basie's really interesting. He's just so young. He's very young. Ferguson's been the least improved player in the history of NBA. Ferguson is the worst player in the history of basketball. So what do you think of, of Dort? Lou Dort? I, I think Lou Dort. Dort is one of the best things Presti's done at OKC. Fact. Just picking him up? Just undrafted? Fine. A guy like that. I was looking. I, was, I saw it on Twitter the other day. I can't remember who exactly tweeted it. Lou Dort, I think it was Andrew Select. Lou Dort was like mocked in first rounds of drafts, like all of his last year of college. Mm-hmm. He's a five-star recruit at a, like going into college. Defensive Pac-12 player of the year. Yeah, like this kid was a stud. He was a. It's freak. not like he's just like some like scrub like G League like 
no name that like Presty found. Like this kid had like legit basketball potential. Somehow went undrafted. Thunder grabbed him, and I think he legitimately like it's like a normal fan base to be like this kid. Like you can't trade him. You can't trade this kid. Like he like for, there's so many t- teams that just have this random love for just these like no name players who have a little bit of potential and you can't trade him. Lou Dort is one of those guys who I would be very upset that they traded. I think he's young. He is great to genuinely elite defensively. Like, Lou Dort is like one of those players like you can put on James Harden and will like give him legitimate fits. He has. Fits. And he has, he has put, put him on James Harden. And I think that's one of those things that like, that's what we lost when we lost Andre Robertson who is now dead. Yeah. Net R.I.P. Rest Just... in peace, Andre Robertson. He's dead. Do not run, do not report that. That is my uh, official take. I think he might be dead. But that's the thing you lost when you lost Ron Roberson. Is you lost that def- elite defensive player the Thunder had that could guard wings. We didn't have that. Ferguson kind of filled that role. Ferguson was very good defensively. But Lou Dort is just thick. He's Two thick. C's. He's thick. He's strong. And he's been able to shoot the ball recently, which I... He was abysmal. In the last couple of games, he has had a stroke. And I I really, really like Lou Dort. He fits the age of this team. And I could see the Thunder selling him to a long-term deal. I think that they will. Because he's still on his two-way contract, which is just absurd with how he's been playing. He's a little he's, bit older, and he was a four-year in I college. Think, I don't know. I want to say he's around 21, 22. He's 20. He's 20, yeah. He's 20 years old. So a young player, big body, plays defense incredibly, and is actually starting to get his offense together, which is exciting as a Thunder fan, especially with the young team that we have with Shea and Dennis. And hey, he left as a freshman. You crack it? He didn't sail four years. What to say? Yeah, I misspoke. Uh, yeah, he left as a freshman. I think... It's just, it's, it's, it's really cool to see your play. Like, this is something like the Raptors and the Heat do so well. So they just go find people that can, that can, like, play for them right now. The Heat have done it with Duncan Robinson. The uh, Raptors did it with, um, oh, what's that rookie thing that they have that's lighting it up? You said the Raptors? Yeah, they have this rookie. I, I love the kid. Terrence Davis. Stud. You just find these players and you develop them. The Heat have done. The Heat have always been really good. I like what the Raptors are doing with Pascal. You have Terrence Davis. You have a lot of players like that. Fred VanVleet. So it's really cool to see the Thunder if they can kind of mold into that area because that's what I think small market teams have to do to be successful in the NBA. Is you have to find those gyms. You have to find those. The Bucks did it, and they got FN Giannis. And I think that's obviously a once in a lifetime kind of thing, but. This is what it takes for small market teams to win the championship. There has to be luck. There has to be there has to be just a lot of luck. You have to find those players that people miss on. There has to be there has to be that kind of component to it. And I think that's what the Thunder are striving for, and that's what the Thunder are doing by giving themselves 15 chances with draft picks to find those players is really, really spreading themselves out. And that's why I almost don't want them to trade those players for that trade all those picks for that for a couple players because we don't it's going to be hard to keep players to resign here we did it with Paul George and it just didn't work it didn't last and I, I worry about can the Thunder trade for a player and then convince him that this is the place that he can win a championship and that's what worries me the most about this small market is I think 
the best way to do that fifth under is the draft. You have to draft these players. You have to get them while they're young. You have to build around young talent. And having Shea and building around with all the... Like, the 2020 draft is just a wash. This draft stinks. It's a bad draft. I don't like it. There's, like, four players I want. One of which is LaMelo Ball, because LaMelo Ball is sick. I want him. I love LaMelo Ball. Love LaMelo Ball. Him and SJ would be absolutely insane as a backcourt. But... I, that's why I almost just don't care about this draft, and I want to compete this season. I think it's fun for the fans. No fan wants to go from Paul George and Russell Westbrook to being a dumpster fire. So I think Presti is smart and built a team that could compete for a year, and then we'll slowly transition into this dumpster fire tankathon that's going to happen soon, where Gallo's gone for assets. Chris Paul will be offloaded when he's closer to an expiring. We'll see Schroeder gone because every single team in the NBA needs a second guard who can score, play, make, come off the pick and roll, and has shown to be a feisty defender. So this team is really fun, and its future is really, really bright. And I think if the Thunder can hit on just a couple of these draft picks, it could be huge. And having Shea as the cornerstone of this franchise is really, really fun because that kid is really special and that kid's going to be an all-star multiple times in his career. No doubt about it. There's no doubts about that. I agree. No doubts. I think the one interesting thing with the Thunder, especially in this past 10 games where they've gone 9-1, and is their past two wins coming off of unusual, like, four-game breaks, which just doesn't happen in a normal NBA season. They're going to play, like, 10 games this month or something absurd. Yeah, just... Insanely low number of games for a month, but like I know the two wins are against the Cavs and the Pistons, but I I think that shows great strength in the team, great commitment. These are the games that the Thunder lost last year. Oh yeah, I like these teams are the against like these are the teams that the Thunder lose to every single year before. It's like the teams that we go in, like these teams stink. They just trade their star player. We're gonna kill them. They end up beating us in the fourth quarter, and Thunder fans are, like, ready to jump in the shower with the toaster. Like, these are the games that we lose every year, and every year it makes me hate being a Thunder fan because they just didn't give a shit. How many of those games have we had this year? Not. You have that's no the thing. expectations. No, no expectations. It's fun. It is fun. It's hopeful. I love it. The Thunder have been great uh, compared to last year where we had spaghetti noodles and Paul George and... <laughs> Russell Paul Westbrook. George was so damn good until he broke and tore and everything everything in his shoulders. I mean, Paul George is MVP level good for a good two months. And I really think if we had healthy Paul George, that team would have been the real deal. That team could have competed. Yeah. And it sucks because injuries have absolutely destroyed this Thunder team over and over and over and over again in the playoffs. And it's a bummer. We lost Russ when Patrick Beverly swan dived into his knee. <laughs> and we lost Paul George because his shoulders stopped working, which I didn't know that that was a possible thing. I didn't know you could just not have shoulders anymore. Paul George actually. I don't know how you do that. In Paul basketball. George actually both had both of his shoulders me- medically taken out. Mm-hmm. He no longer has shoulders. That's right. Just arms. They're just out of there. That's incredible. He's a bionic fan. arms. He's, be- he's so. He's world, a robot. Two world, robots on one team. This how about world that? is beautiful. Science is beautiful. But I don't know. I, th- It's interesting. I, the Thunder are going to be fun. The Thunder are going to be fun for a long time. The Thunder are going to be... I will enjoy watching the Thunder when they are bad. Because I will say, SGA, good. Basley can be good. And those are probably the only two players that will be left. Lou Dort will be good. Those are the three players. <laughs> real, realistically, realistically, next season, there are three for sure. SGA, Lou Dort, 
basically. And that's great. And I know there's a lot of teams out there that have these big name players like DeRozan Aldridge. Oh, and that, but they are awful to watch. The Thunder is actually fun to watch. And watching these young players develop, I think it's going to be fun in the future. But the next thing that we want to get into is the All-Star break and the selections that happened recently with Giannis and LeBron picking their teams, I believe, yesterday. No? Two days ago. Two days ago. Uh, they both just picked... I mean, their starters are both West and East. And I sure. know it's... I mean, they picked who they picked, but LeBron, in my opinion, ended up with better... Yeah, Giannis stick. stinks at drafting. Giannis he is the worst. worst. Giannis is going to be the worst GM in the world. He did it bad last year, too. Yeah, and I think he was against... Who was against? Steph? No, it was against LeBron. Yeah, it's LeBron. It was the same two, and he got just absolutely messed up. It'll be the same two for like the next five years. Probably. And I hear, I hear the same thing every time after LeBron picked his player. It's like, oh, he was, he was my next pick. He was my next pick. He was my next pick. And I was like, uh, I don't think he was. <laughs> it's Who was your biggest snub? Do you think anyone got snubbed? Actually snubbed? For the All-Star game or from picks by... It's an All-Star game. I think my biggest snub, snub, like actual snub, like someone who should actually be in the All Star game over someone else. I think Bradley Beal. Over who? Bradley Beal. Over who on the East? I don't know. Probably over like Kyle Lowry. Lowry's led that that freaking Raptors team though. Yeah, but as far as points, if you look at stats, it's just yeah. But Bradley Beal is just better. Stats. He's just though. better. That's true. He's just a better player. And I I get why Kyle got selected. Like I. I mean, it's just... I think mine's Booker over Westbrook. Booker? No. Over yeah. Westbrook? I think out of anyone that you replace Booker with, it's either Donovan Mitchell or... Yeah, I think it's Donovan Mitchell. I think you just take out Donovan Mitchell and you yeah. slap in. That's Devin fair. Booker. I can see that. But that was, was that was easier to say after the slide of the Jazz have been on. When this was going on, the Jazz were like on a 12-game win streak or something absurd. Something longer than that, actually, I think. Do you hear what Devin Booker had to say about the All-Star game? He probably he's just gotta, he just gotta put in the best players. Yeah, it's, which it's I, don't, I don't hate. I don't hate the 24 best players in the NBA should be in the All-Star game. I I agree with it. I just think it was very passive-aggressive how he said it. Well, yeah, it's Devin Booker. He's like a diva. He, there's a lot of divas in the I don't think it stops at Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker should have been over Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook got a huge bump because he had like one crazy month. Well, he's 26 points a game, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 45% from the field. Devin Booker is 27 a game, 4 rebounds, 6 assists on 50% shooting. So, I think they're interchangeable. I think, but Chris Paul making it over Devin Booker? That should have happened. That should have happened? Yes. You have to ask the one representing the Thunder in this. They're the five seed. There's five or six right now. Five. Five. You have to have him? Even though he's less of a player? He's not. Just because he's stats-wise. For For stats? Yeah, but you love the stats. You gotta watch the games. What Chris Paul has done for the Thunder is way more. It's astronomical. Chris Paul's winning the Thunder games every single night winning the Thunder games. And the Suns stink. Exactly. So is that what it's based on? Because they never they never release what the criteria is. Well, there is no real criteria. It's just like who, it's just just who you want in there. In. Yeah. Who's making these picks? Because it's not fans. Or no, else Alex Caruso would be the, the one through five. The reserves. Yeah, the fucking fans stink at it. Taco Fall. Taco Fall. You gotta be kidding. 
I honestly, I don't have anything. I don't have anything against him, but he's a bad basketball player. <laughs> no duh. For the one minute that he gets in per game, he's bad. He's bad at basketball. He's not good at all. I just. The All-Star game every year is just this huge thing that people are like, oh, get all upset about. Like, oh, fans sneak at picking, and then someone gets snubbed, and it's like, oh my gosh, he got snubbed. There's the, like, who cares? It's the All-Star game. And this new format is so stinky, I can't even comprehend. Explain brain, that. I, my little brain can't even comprehend how it works. What do you mean, how it works? How they pick? No, the format of the game itself, like... There's a winner at the end of every game and the score at the end of every quarter and the score resets after every quarter. It's like some like they play in the first quarter. Right. Whoever wins the first quarter. That's a new format? Yeah. Like this year. Yeah. Whoever wins the first quarter gets like a hundred thousand dollars donated to charity. And then the score resets for the second quarter. Same thing. Score resets for the third quarter. Same thing. Fourth quarter. All those scores are added up. So it's like a normal fourth quarter. All those scores are added up. And then Whoever has the whoever has more points of the two of the In two teams, quarter. right? Yeah. Of all quarters, you add twenty four to that for Kobe. Oh. Okay. So say they had like. Say it's a hundred. Say it's two hundred to two hundred and one. Yeah. So the team with two hundred and one has to score two hundred and twenty five points. Okay. The other team has to score two hundred twenty five points. I so don't like that. It, it it my little brain barely comprehends it. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It, How yeah. did they come with a format like that? Why would they change a normal basketball game? I don't see the point. I guess it's to memorialize Kobe. But yeah, but I think the jerseys is the best way to memorialize Kobe. I think the small things. Two. I think the small things are the best way to do it. Don't change the game. Yeah, changing the entire game is, is, is asinine to me. I don't know what's going on in that game anymore. I don't know what's going on in the NBA. What does right that even now? mean? I don't, like the drama, the politics, everyone's up. Up and roar, the freaking refs missing good calls. I mean, bad calls. The NBA is a little crazy. I, I the NBA is the biggest diva league in the world, and that's why I love it. No other league is that is has such a presence on Twitter. Like Jackson Hayes didn't make the Rising Stars game. That was funny. Got on Twitter and told the NBA to suck his blank. That is electric. <laughs> that is a like. That is time. so sick. For the Rising Stars game, no one cares about the Rising Stars game. I probably won't even watch that game. I love the NBA. I probably won't even watch that game. Trey won't even play in it. He's in the All Star game. Why would he play in the Rising Stars game and the All Star game? Why? Did he get selected for yes. the Rising Stars? There's no chance he plays in that. Why? Would Jackson he? Hayes got on and said, "NBA, suck my beep." Like this kid is mad about the all, the Rising Stars game. Who? Genuinely? Genuinely upset. Know it's genuine? He was torn. Because yeah, I think it was kind of funny. Well, it was funny, but he was genuinely upset. Like, who cares? Yes, it was. That was genuine anger. It might have been. been. What do you? What else was happened. that? I think he was literally, he didn't get selected, and he saw was an opportunity to be funny. No. You're not, getting, funny. you're not getting fined for funny. Did he get fined? Yeah. You told him you had to suck your blank. That's funny. It's funny for <laughs> us, but that's straight up funny. Whether it's genuine or not, that's funny. And I love it. I, the thing I'm most curious about, one of my biggest questions this year is who's going to win most improved player? Because I have no idea. Who would be your selection? It would be between Doncic and Ingram. Doncic, 
I could see Ingram. I thought Ingram would take it away. Uh, Doncic and Ingram. You can't give it to Doncic. Yeah, you can. I don't think you can. His stats are insane. His stats before were insane. And I they're mean, crazier now, though. You can you? Does Shea even have an argument? I feel like Shea has an argument. I don't think he does anymore. Does Bam have an argument? Yes. I feel like Bam should be it. I'm. I love Bam. I know you love Bam, but I I don't. I'm not necessarily a Bam guy, but I feel like I'm. A How Bam are you not guy a Bam guy? I just I can't. You're a Heat guy. You're not a Bam guy. I'm not a Heat guy. Bam is like Draymond, but better. Bam is like Draymond, and I hate Draymond. So you're getting. He's like a, Draymond, but not dirty. You're giving me a Draymond 2.0. I'm not taking. He's like Draymond, but a better scorer. He is a scoring Draymond. I will give you that. That's sick. That's <laughs> such a good player. <laughs> that's just a defense. That's a two-way player. That's a Kawhi. That's a no, Kawhi. No, no, that's not Kawhi. That's all it is. Bam is not Kawhi. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? It's just a defensive-minded player that's really good at offense as well, and the big man. <laughs> Dude, just add just, those things together. You yeah, sim- get banned. You just simplified that to the dumbest level I've ever heard. That I was like put it at the dumbest level. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You just compared Bam to Kawhi. <laughs> I can make it complicated. I can get the equations out. The Hawks. Is, what, I, do you, what do you think of the Hawks' entertainment value? I think the Hawks are the most fun team in the NBA when they're healthy. When they're I healthy. love watching them play basketball. Are they the most fun team to watch in the NBA? No. Who is the most fun team? It's hard to bet against. No bias. Like, it's hard to bet against. Like, I'd, I'll get. Let me say it's five of the most fun teams. Lakers are one of the most fun teams. The Heat are one of the most fun teams. I like the Heat. I enjoy watching. The Grizzlies are really fun to watch because Jaw. The Pelicans are really fun to watch because Zion and Zoe and Ingram. Thunder. Bias. Bias as hell. But a lot of people like watching the Thunder. I enjoy watching the Thunder a lot. And I'll throw in a sixth. The Hawks. The Hawks. The Hawks are a must-watch because Trey is a must-watch every single night. Trey can put up 30 and 20 on your head, and you won't even know it. That kid is crazy. He's a very quiet bucket getter. Very quiet. Sometimes. Sometimes it's loud as hell. Sometimes he's hitting from the logo. And those are the games where it's just like, this kid is otherworldly. Trey is the, one of the most elite offensive talents I've seen in a really, really long time. Like, you see this coming out of college? I don't think I saw, I saw it, it coming. I didn't see it coming this fast. Like, I saw Trey... I, I mean, I'm at OU right now. I saw Trey play basketball live, and I... The one thing about Trey is his ability to pass the ball. He might be top three passer in the NBA right now. He couldn't do anything with our team at OU. The team stunk. Trey is a top three passer in the NBA right now. His ability to play make is insane. Like... Offensively, he is just so freaking elite at like so many levels. He can play make, he can pass, he can shoot the hell out of the ball. The problem is he is so, 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 so bad defensively. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Like he doesn't try. He's too small to even warrant attention. When when someone gets by him, he just stops running. He doesn't do anything defensively. He just stops. And I think the main thing is he needs to get bigger. He, he has, has to put on weight, he has put and on he has to give effort. But the problem is, he also has to do every single thing offensively for this team. So, why try on defense if you're doing everything on the it, other side of the floor? That's why I think Capel will help. It'll make them a little bit stronger defensively. They'll have a rim protector to some extent, so they don't have John Collins playing the five, who was never a five, cannot defend the rim, fouls every single time a big man even looks at him. 
this team, I think with with Capella, with Collins, I love Kevin Herter. I think Cam Reddish has been playing really, really well the past month. Really, really well. Put 25 on the Thunder's head the other, like, last couple weeks ago. Has been playing really, really well. Hunter, Hunter's interesting. I, I liked Hunter a lot coming out. He hasn't really shown it yet. But as a 3 and D guy, I think he can be... I can see him becoming like a Jay Crowder, that kind of role. You but the problem is you don't want to draft a Jay Crowder at pick four. Yeah. So I think the Hawks have a good kind of core. I'd like to see them... They have $70 million in cap space this summer. I'd like to see them go get a legitimate three. And I don't know who will be that? there. I don't know who... Um, because I can't I'm think of anything that's going to be... Honestly, I can't think of very many big names you know, in this next free agency class. There is... Free agency class is horrendous. I would... Ooh. If Gordon Hayward was there, I'd like them to have Gordon Hayward a lot. He's going to be in that class? Yeah, if he doesn't opt in. But he might opt in. I don't know. There's a... There's this free agency class is just so terrible. They're going to throw cash at someone that's just bad. They're going to give like $100 million to... Nicholas Batum or something. Nicholas Batum. There's a lot of... I, I'd like to see them get... There's a couple guys I think that could look... I think Danilo would work well there. Danilo would. I think Otto Porter Jr. could play well there. I think Hayward could play well there. I like Hayward and Danilo more than Otto. But that's all, only if you can get him. I like Bogdanovich there. Yeah. Bogdan. There's a couple guys. I mean, I just think... Ingram's going to get the bag this summer. Holy crap. Speaking of Ingram. I love Ingram. Are you ready to talk about it? I think you're not ready. Well, I mean, my, I'm right so far. Have you you are? It? So, okay. Have you looked at his last games? I'm right on both You want to explain? I'm right on you, both parts. Would you like now. to explain? What do you mean to explain? Explain our little... You explain it. Okay, so when before Zion came back... First of all, I'll tell them that we have our fantasy league. What? Tell them about the fantasy league. That's why this So we true. have our fantasy league that's between myself, Caleb, and 10 other of our good friends. And Caleb is absolutely wrecking what everyone in the league. And it's not even close. It's not even fair. There's collusion going on. There's, I mean, I'm stuck in a, a cloudy haze I'm 15 of collusion. And, I'm 15 and 1. Caleb is 15 and 1. I am 7 and 8. And it's not looking pretty for me because Maddox has put a collusion-based team together with Anthony. Go Jackson to the point. Get to the point. I well, I have to get this out. I because <laughs> it's been weighing on my mind. Collusion-based team with Lonzo Ball, Anthony Davis, giving up no assets in return to Mr. Bradley Binance, and I'm tired. I'm tired of the collusion. If you play fantasy and you're colluding with your friends, stop it. Because it's it's just not fair and it's not right. And you're a horrible person if you do it. Go off, kid. So we're going. So. We're just going to go straight into it. I said, Zion, this season, from start to finish, would average over 60%. shoot over 60% from the field. From the field. Which is insanity. And also, on top of that, it would affect Brandon Ingram's production negatively. That being said, like, shots taken... Shots made, pretty much everything, top to bottom, would just negatively affect them. So Zion at the beginning was shooting 75% from the field. This was with three you're, games, yeah. small sample size. I know you're going to say it, small sample size. 
Now, I think he's sitting at 56. 56%. Already is below it really 60. 57. 57. Okay. Already below 60, and Brandon Ingram is back to cooking. Brandon Ingram's a great player. He is cooking again. I've been, so, since we made this little proposition, this little back and forth with Zion and Brandon Ingram, I have watched the Pelicans play a lot of basketball. Pretty much every night they have a game, I watch. Just because Zion's fun, Brandon Ingram's fun. It's a fun team to watch. Zoe's really fun. Zoe is a lot of fun. I love Lonzo Ball. I do too. Uh, but we've watched, or at least I've watched them play. Brandon Ingram is ice cold. And I don't know what happened because I didn't see him play up He's KD light, era. dude. He's KD light. He, he has KD tendencies in him. It's crazy because in the lake, like at the Lakers, it's it's insane to see these kids grow up when they leave the Lakers. And I know, I know when you play with LeBron, it's hard to fit around the system. I know, I get it. I get a lot of people are held back by LeBron. He's hard to play with. He's amazing. I get all these things. Sing Brandon Ingram, sing Lonzo Ball the past month. Ingram all season, Lonzo Ball the past month. These kids are freaking studs. Ingram has legit potential to be like a legit number one scoring option on a title team. Like, this kid is legitimately fantastic. Not the Pelicans. Not the Pelicans. They're not there. Not there. Not saying they're there. I'm not saying they're there. On a title team, though. Brandon Ingram has a potential to be a legit number one scoring option on a title team that can win the championship. He is that elite offensively. He can create his own shot. He is so long, so athletic. He's just like KD. He will. He can shoot over you. He can get by you. He is lighting it up this year. I think Brandon Ingram is special. His numbers have not dropped. They had a three-game dip when Zion came back, and since then they've come right no, back. Not top. three games. Four games. Six. No, it was a six-game dip a with shots dip. taken. Okay, shots taken, but the three. Okay, but the shots taken, but he was also still scoring his total season amount of points. That is crazy. Okay. Yes, that is crazy. Okay. On less shots. Yeah. Which is the craziest. <laughs> which is even part. better for me. <laughs> which is the craziest part. Brandon Ingram is, I think, one of those guys that will be like. The face of the NBA, one of those face of the NBA kind of guys for the future. I think he is that good. I think the Pelicans should have traded Drew. I think they should still trade Drew whenever they I can in the offseason. Yes. I don't think he fits their timeline. I think they should give the keys to Zoe. I think I like NWA. I like Nikhil or in NAW. I like Nikhil Alexander Walker a lot. Um, Favors is an interesting fit there with Zion back. I like Hayes. He's put on a lot of weight. Pelicans are really, really fun. I really, really enjoy the Pelicans. Brandon, I, I'm Brandon Ingram guy through and through. And Zion is just Zion is everything people thought he would be. I mean, the kid's averaging what twenty and eight right now. That's insane. Yeah, he's he's I mean, legitimately making a push for Rookie of the Year, and he's like that's crazy. The lead that John Morant got out to, you didn't think it was even possible, and Zion is somehow making that up. Like, if I were a bet, like I, if I were. As a betting man, I might put money down on Zion to win Rookie of the Year. People I don't know are already what the saying are. Rookie of the Year, and I'm I'm not saying Rookie of the Year. If he keeps I this up for the entire it. season, he might legitimately win Rookie of the Year. I can't give it to him. If Zion, okay, if Zion does exactly what he's doing now, which if Zion is gets if Zion gets into the like in the mid twenties, it's over. You think? Okay, so mid twenties. We're putting this at twenty five. If he gets if he gets up to like twenty three and nine ish, it's over. It's you think over. It's a game over. It's over. You can't. You, you cannot win Rookie of the Year. Twenty. That is crazy. No, it's with not. With the amount of games that had been played before he stepped on the court, it doesn't matter when he's changing everything. It does not matter. He is insane. And you got to think of the way he's like shifting the Pelicans' record alone. They were what six and it was six and something. 
Six and twenty something. I have no 30 idea. Something? No, I don't think it was. No, that it was bad. twenty six and it was six. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking sixteen. Maybe you're thinking of something. I'm I don't thinking know if it was that bad. I, think I don't I'm think it was ever 16. in the sixes. It's sixteen. Them and the them and the Blazers are gonna have a legitimate fight for the eight seed. I think. I think them and the Blazers are gonna go at it with Dame cooking like Dame's cooking. I think. The, you have to kind of with Nurkic coming back this month. The Blazers are for real. The Blazers, they got robbed last night, which is tough. But I think the Blazers are fighting their way back into the playoff spot. I think the Pelicans are starting to get things together with Zion playing. I still can't believe what happened last night with Dame. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. The ref the literally said, the it wasn't player. even close, Dame. It wasn't close. Get out of my face, Damien. I'm tired I of love the game. It. I love it. You make your call and you stand by it. Damien, it wasn't even close. You could have had 53. If I were there, I would have come out with a press conference, a statement that said, you know what? I looked back at the videotape, wasn't a goaltend. I was right all along. Get off my back. That's what I would have said if I was a referee. You stand to what you call. It wasn't a goaltend. Never was. There's a reason why Caleb and I are not employed by It NBA. never was a goaltend. If you're a referee, you stand by it. You stand by it. It was a bad call. <laughs> as no. a fan, it was a bad call. <laughs> it was terrible. It was a bad but call. as a referee, you grow up, you look Daniel in the face, and you say, look here, Damien. That wasn't a goaltend, and that will never be a goaltend as I'm a referee. Then you get kicked out of the league. But yeah, you lose your job. That's okay. You relocate, change your name. Yeah, you go it's that easy. to Mexico. It's that easy. And the best part was Rudy Gobert, who literally just he smacked hid. off the backboard. He hid. <laughs> He, he hit it off the backboard. He knew it was a goaltend. He started running down the floor. And that was it. That was that was the end of it. Before we end this podcast, I just need to say, I need to give it something like this one. I hate Utah Jazz. I don't like your fans. I don't like you. I don't like your players. I don't like anything about your city. I don't like you, Utah. Where did this come from? Just bottom You line. just needed it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell's overrated. Rudy Gobert soft. He cried when he didn't make the All-Star game. Who cries? It's like some Joel Embiid. It's like Joel Embiid. Yeah, but he got gamed in like game seven of the by Eastern Kawhi. Conference Finals. He that's got brutal. gamed by a robot. Yeah, that's brutal. It's a movie. You're crying because you don't make the All Star game. Like, big Frenchman crying. It's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm anti. He plays for a racist I'm anti, club, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, their fans are racist. It's a bad team. It's their name doesn't even make sense. They, I saw this. Shout out Trill Withers on Twitter. He said it. Them and the Pelicans should just t- switch names. It should be the Utah Pelicans and the New Orleans Jazz. That's actually money. Yeah. And I haven't thought I don't of even it. know if there's Pelicans in Utah, but they should be the New Orleans <laughs> Jazz. <laughs> you know what? There actually might not be yeah, any Pelicans. Yeah, but they should be the New Orleans Jazz, and everyone knows it. The New Orleans Jazz is fire. Fire. It's a good one. It's the home of jazz, baby. The home. The home of jazz. Come it's, on! Bring it home. Bring it home! We're starting the campaign The New right Orleans here. Jazz. Let's go! Bring it home. Bring, Bring it Jazz home. home. Bring the Jazz home. Jazz fans, you're losing your team. I think. <laughs> and then we're shipping the rest of your team to Seattle so they can have a team back and stop tweeting about how the Thunder took their team because they're soft. You know what? I think we're going to end it there. We're going to end it on that one. Caleb, do you have anything else you want to say before? The Jazz fans, you're losing your franchise. Okay, more of the Jazz stuff. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Corbin Trinary uh, with CT Hoops. Uh, if you have any questions for me, uh, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram. It's Corbin underscore Trinary4. 
And with our co-host, Caleb Miller, would you like to shout out anything? Uh, you can follow me on my socials. It's at Caleb underscore Miller 3. No Jazz fans are allowed to follow me because you guys will just <laughs> you guys will say horrible things about me. Please DM Caleb. <laughs> Please, Please no. DM. Please, Please don't hurt me. But uh, yeah, we'll be actually posting another episode hopefully soon. So keep up with that. Uh, I'll keep up with it on my IG. So be sure to follow that. And we'll catch you next time. Hello everyone, this is Corbin Trinary, your host of CT Hoops, and today we're actually under quarantine due to the coronavirus, so I'm stuck at my house in Piedmont, Oklahoma. Uh, today I'm joined by my brother, Jacob Rycroft. Jacob? Yo, yo, it's Jacob. And uh, we're going to go through a few things. Uh, the one thing that I kind of wanted to highlight on uh, to start out was the NFL, Uh just because with no sports, everything being canceled, this is kind of the only thing that's going on right now. Yeah, the the season just opened, so everything's popping off right now. Free agency is kind of at the forefront. We just found out today that Brady is going to be leaving the Patriots, saying goodbye to Bill Belichick and everything that goes on in New England. Uh, where do you think he's going to go, Jake? Mm, do you have any ideas? No, I really don't, because... I thought it was going to be Vegas, but they just picked up Mariota. Vegas did? Yeah. The Raiders have Mariota? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, I think just to compete with Derek Carr, to make Derek Carr actually, like, try. So you think he'll be a backup? Mariota? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. He got replaced by Ryan Tannehill, so yeah, that's... I'm not quite sure <laughs> what's going on with Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota came in, at least in the back half of the season, and did pretty well behind Tannehill when Tannehill wasn't able to play. Well, I mean, I, he started off the season well, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the the Titans won, like, their first four games with Mariota or something like that. I think Tannehill ha- probably has better accuracy. And when you have a guy like Derrick Henry, you just yeah. have those few passes that you have to make throughout a game. Yeah. And accuracy is probably the most important He's thing He's just got to be like how Jimmy Garoppolo was for the 49ers. Yeah, if you're the Titans, you don't need a... A Lamar Jackson. You really just don't when you have Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, Even though they franchise tagged Derrick Henry instead of signing him. Yeah, that which was is interesting. They decided to pay Tannehill before Derrick Henry. Interesting. Maybe maybe wanted a little bit more money. They wanted to see what they could do in free agency. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Brady has six rings, 41 playoff starts since 2001. Brady has three MVPs, four Super Bowl MVPs, nine conference championships, 17 division championships, and the second behind him is Peyton Manning with 12 division championships. So uh, Brady has become the first 42-year-old quarterback in history to start every game in a regular season. And the two like leaders to pick him up through our free agency is looking to be the Bucks and the Chargers. And the Chargers? And the Chargers. Why would the Chargers replace an old Philip Rivers with, with an, an older Tom Brady? <laughs> an older. Yeah, that I don't... make any sense. I don't understand the Chargers. Uh, I don't see that being a destination for him. Yeah, they should for, just go young. They should. Yeah. They should pick... I think they would do well picking up someone in this draft, but that's just me. I have on my top ends of... Best destinations for Tom Brady as the Colts, the Cowboys, the Bucks, and the Titans. Those being Colts, Cowboys, Bucks, Titans. I mean, I would agree with the Titans if they didn't just sign Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're not signing him to a big contract, though. Tannehill? Yeah. It's decent. Decently sized? Yeah, it's like... So Titans are probably out, but they were my fourth team. It was like 100 and the teens for like four years or something like that. Hold on. Those, uh, those four teams are in the top ten as far as offensive line. So that's the only reason why I picked those three up. Colts are number three behind the Saints, who already have Drew Brees locked in, two years, $50 million. And the Eagles, which I just hate the Eagles, so I don't want to see him go to the Eagles. I wouldn't mind him being the the old uh the old replacement for Andrew Luck. And obviously Brissett doesn't really have the juice to carry that team. Uh they have a few so. good pieces in T. Y. Hilton and uh hundred and eighteen million four years for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, it's overpaid. That's overpaid. They're not gonna have Tom Brady. No. There's no way. Uh I don't like the Bucks getting him either. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Obviously, you have Jameis Winston there. I think you buy into Jameis and you see what happens. I mean, Jameis, like, despite throwing a pick like every other series, he was still like, I think he he almost led in touchdowns and picks. He did. I'm pretty sure he did. So they've pretty got sure he did. they've got receivers or something going on there that's like allowing him to succeed. He just stinks. Yeah, he's just not very good. Yeah, not very accurate. No. I think he's also a risk, like a risk taker. I yeah. think a lot of his percentage of interceptions are like he just, thirty yards just because he's trying to force it. Yeah, kind of like Baker does sometimes. Baker does a lot. Yeah, Baker doesn't force a whole lot of his interceptions though. I think they're especially last season they're just. He's gotten better about it. He used to try to force stuff a lot. Yeah, talking about Oklahoma, or are you talking about Browns? Uh, first year of the Browns and Oklahoma for sure. He he likes to squeeze in those tight windows or try to. So the overall the overall acquisitions to NFL free agency we saw yesterday was the Cardinals acquiring DeAndre Hopkins. How do you think that fits? Uh fantastic. <laughs> you like uh, that? I mean, it's as just, a Kyler Murray fan. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see him and how him and Kyler Murray work out. I think him, Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald being there, like DeAndre Hopkins is already one of the best in the league, but I think he is the best. I mean, he can still learn things from Larry Fitzgerald that he doesn't know because Larry is a Hall of Famer. Well, I don't know if you saw this one, but the Bills acquiring Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that ends up being pretty huge. Pretty interesting. I don't. I don't know how. I think it was a second and a first. It was a third and a first. It was. It was a lot. It was just picks though. Like he was the only player involved. I think. Right. With and also the Vikings just got their new head coach, an offensive coordinator from. Ooh, I don't know, an offensive coordinator. No, that's not true. I think they just got rid of their offensive coordinator. Is that right? Uh, I can look it up in just a sec. I'm looking up this Diggs trade. Well, the Browns acquired Austin Hooper, so both of the OU quarterbacks are benefiting in the free agency. For sure, yeah. Um, the Vikings sent Diggs and a seventh round draft pick to the Bills for a first rounder, a fifth rounder, a sixth rounder, and a fourth rounder in twenty twenty one. So four four picks. Yeah, so the Vikings got four picks for Diggs and a pick. A seventh round pick. That's the first rounder is gonna be a juicy one. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's worth it for Diggs. When you're trying to like, is I feel like the Bills think they're on the cusp 
I think they're on the cusp. They have Jim Brown over there as a wide receiver who's pretty, pretty good. Did a lot for him. Uh, Zimmerman's not with them anymore. Zimmerman still is... Coach Zimmer? Mike Zimmer. Coach Zimmer's still there, I, don't I think. Know. Maybe. I, I mean, think if you just there. looked it up and he says he's there, then he's probably there. That's what it is. So, Coach Zimmer is still the head coach there. Their offensive coordinator went and he has a head coaching job for... Some, the Browns. The Browns. The Browns, yeah. Um, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he's yeah. the Browns head coach. That's what it is. He's an interesting-looking man. He's an interesting-looking man? <laughs> yeah, he's just... I feel like he's got a lot of hair on his face. Too much hair on the face? Yeah. You ever seen... He's got him? a real thick beard, and I think he's got some thick eyebrows, too. I don't have a problem with thick beards. Why? Because you have a beard. Well, <laughs> Baker Mayfield pulls his off. It's the only reason he's on TV. I have bias. But Drew Brees locked into a two-year, $50 million contract. That's not really big news, but... Uh, especially them stepping away from, I think, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is going to uh, the Carolina Panthers. Is that confirmed? confirmed. That is confirmed. And they're stepping away from Cam Newton. They're looking for a trading partner for him. Oh, yes, they are. Um, Three-year, $60 million contract for Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't it's know... finalizing. I don't know if they're going to step forward with Teddy. I would assume they step forward with Teddy because they also signed Kyle Allen. They re-signed him, who has been their quarterback in the absence of Cam Newton. So, so I would I would step forward with Teddy before I step forward with Kyle. But I don't know what they're going to do. How do you like this? Cam Newton to the Patriots. Cam Newton to the Patriots? I hate it. Why? I hate it for so many reasons. <laughs> Why? I'm not a big Cam Cam Newton guy, and I would I would hate for How him. How are you not a big Cam Newton guy? I don't like Cam Newton. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. I think it was the Auburn thing, Auburn Oregon, was, when I was supporting was, Oregon. Okay, yeah. Well, you were just a bandwagon fan at that point on Oregon. Um, well, but it was a cool team. <laughs> that was Marcus Mariota, wasn't it? That was Marcus Mariota. Yeah, it was. And that's why I like Marcus. Mariota. <laughs> and I would love he to was see him really good in college. He, he hasn't been a bad pro either. Not a, yeah, I think he hasn't been given the opportunities. Uh, now I like Cam Newton at New England. I would. I think it'd be interesting. I don't know if it'd be good. Is that where he's projected? Uh, it's just a rumor. It's a rumor that he's going to the Patriots. Yeah. Is Belichick gonna? I don't know. Like, but like, um, I, like we've never really seen a quarterback like that under Belichick. Bill Belichick. You see this under Google? How many games did Jacoby Brissett play? Do the five help stop Corona? Oh, oh wow, just coronavirus tips. <laughs> just takes you straight to coronavirus tips. That's cool. Hands, wash them often. Elbows, cough into it. Face, do not touch it. Feet, stay more than three feet apart. Feel, sick, question mark, stay home. So you think Teddy's going to work at uh, the, the Panthers? Absolutely. I don't think they have very many pieces. Does he Does he run as much as Cam does? Or does he throw? No, he throws. He, he has the legs, but he, he'll throw before he runs. I like Teddy. I think he did. He, I think he who, won. Who's the better thrower, Cam or Teddy? Oh, Teddy. What? Teddy, no doubt. Yeah, Teddy, no doubt. You not see what um, he did when Drew Brees was hurt this yeah, past season? I did. I did. He led him to wins. Yeah. Led him to wins. But he, he had, he he had Michael Thomas. He had Michael Thomas. Yeah. Although that's Michael Thomas. Yeah, he hit a, Taysom Hill, too. God. Taysom man. Hill's trying to convert to a quarterback. Yes, yeah, I saw that. I don't know who's going to spend time on him. 
No. As a quarterback? No one's going to play him a quarterback. It would be a dumpster team. Be a dumpster fire waiting to happen. Yeah. It wouldn't. I, you know what? I'm okay with the Redskins picking up anyone as quarterback. I am already tired of Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is trash. Have you seen the video of him going to his teammates in the fourth quarter and they were down? I think it was a touchdown. He said, We just got to step it up. We're right on the edge. And they stared at him while he gave his speech. And as soon as he turned away, they all laughed at him. They all laughed in his face. That's terrible. His own offensive line. That's a bad look. I mean, there's so many looks that the Redskins could feel out and be fine with. I just like that Stephen A. video where he's freaking out at the Giants picking, uh, what's his face, um, big white guy. Oh, are you talking about Duke kid? Uh, yeah, uh, Danny Dimes. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Whenever they picked him, and they were like, "You have to answer for why you didn't pick Dwayne Haskins here." <laughs> and Dwayne Haskins stinks. Dwayne Haskins hasn't had the opportunity that friggin' Daniel has. And he also does not have the pieces that Daniel Jones has. Who does Daniel Jones have? Daniel Jones has Sterling Shepard. He has Saquon Barkley. He has a really young Ingram as his tight end. He has, I mean, what do the Redskins have is the real question. Besides Scary Terry. The Scary Terry. (laughs) Scary. Terry. The only scary Terry. I'll give you that now because the real scary Terry sucks. Kind of a bum. Alright, so off of the NFL. Because we have no idea what's going to happen with Brady. We have no idea. I think he could go anywhere. If I think he loves his kids so much, he might move him to Dallas just because of the public schools. Oh, man. You think Dallas wants him? Over I think he goes Prescott? to the place that has the least amount of coronaviruses confirmed. <laughs> Which as of right now is West Virginia. There's no team in West Virginia. Exactly. But what's the closest one? I I don't know. The Washington Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> so, March Madness was canceled. Uh, I believe it was Saturday. It was the Saturday after the Thursday that the NFL suspended their season. And uh, I think they were in championship play for conferences when they canceled and I was really upset because I really thought we were going to have a very interesting year just hearing sneakers on the floor the entire time no fans I thought it was going to be really fun to just it actually was going to be pretty interesting I I thought it was going to be cool I was excited for it I was excited to see some weird basketball being played on TV occasionally you'd hear the coaches just go J.K. Simmons whiplash all over the refs you just hear Berating, yeah. cussing. Well, no, yeah. Um, someone on the radio was saying that uh, it would probably be like set like thirty minutes behind because they would have to be monitoring. Yeah, the they'd, cussing. Have, they'd have to be <laughs> silencing out so many curse words being said, especially in the NBA. Oh, that'd be great. They shouldn't do that though. They nah, just let it play. Yeah, out. just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. That's that's what I've always wanted. I've always wanted like a separate channel to where you get all the unfiltered audio if you're willing to set up the unmiked version where they do the exact same thing yeah then i mean we're already suffering as a fan base because we're not being able to go to the games why not give us the raw uncut stuff it'd be good be good stuff i think it'd be great for be like madness be like sitting courtside yeah i want to see trey jones get in someone's ear yeah i don't i'd see him as a passive guy but i I would like to see him get in someone's ear Mm -hmm. oh and tom Izzo. Tom Izzo and March Madness, there's no telling what he says. He'd be lighting it up. He might lose his job over there. <laughs> Which, I mean, 
it'll be fine. So, we went through the accusations, and we went through the NCAA. So, the last thing that we're going to go through is the NBA playoffs, which is set to start up possibly mid to late June. And who's your favorite? You like Lakers or you like Bucks? The Lakers. You like the Lakers? I like the Lakers. So the Lakers would be playing the Grizzlies in the first round. I think we can both agree that the Lakers push on through that. I think... I don't think the... How were the Grizzlies playing right before it ended? Trash. Yeah, because... John Morant hadn't even been playing well. They had been sliding. Yeah. For sure. I think I, they I, got I, lucky that everything got yeah. canceled and they actually got a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers had beaten them three out of the four times that they had met. And Memphis actually beat them handily in one time, but I think LeBron wasn't playing late February. I, I think he was. He was playing late February against Jaw. Yeah, because I think Jaw tried to pull something on him, like a big dunk or something. Or maybe that was on Coos or something. Interesting. Either way, I think the Lakers take it. And then the next matchup would be the Nuggets and Houston, which I think is one of the best matchups there is. For sure. I uh, like I like Houston. As, I like Houston. As good as the Nuggets play in the regular season, I think it'd be just like last season. And they're just... There's just something about them that they're missing. Like, Jokic is really good. Um, Jamal is really good. Jamal Murray's really good. Jeremy Grant's amazing. Yeah, I think he's a really good but, piece for them. Yeah, I mean, we love Jeremy Grant, though. Like, we, we know but how I good think, Jeremy Grant is. I think Grant even the be. casual NBA watcher can watch a game and see how good Jeremy see how Grant good is. He does. Well, yeah, I mean, because he does, like, some crazy stuff sometimes. I think he's just like, defensively great. I think offensively yeah. he can bring value. He's an athletic freak. I think the one piece that they're missing is a two-guard outside of Gary Harris. They just need Gary Harris to play the way Gary Harris has played at some points in his career. Because Gary Harris, yeah, he's just he's an inconsistent, inconsistent player. But right now, Denver and Houston are 2-2 two and two in their series. Uh, they've split. I'd take Houston still. Although... The problem Houston would run into, Houston just doesn't need to play a team with a really good big, and Denver is a team with a really good big. You just run the floor. The problem with the playoffs is everything slows down. People don't understand that. When basketball playoffs roll around, the game completely slows down. Mm-hmm. So when you have this these small matchups, you can't run the floor like you think you can in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Every position, or every possession. Is just slow yeah. and methodical. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think Rocco running up and down the floor and spacing the floor would give Jokic problems if they can hit the threes. Uh, I'm taking the Rockets in that first one, which leaves that three-seed Denver Nuggets team out of the playoffs getting bounced in the first round. I agree. Which would push on to play Denver versus the Lakers. No, that can't be right. Houston versus the Lakers. Houston versus the Lakers. Houston versus the Lakers in that second round, and then you go to the bottom side of that bracket and you find the Clippers and the Mavs. And That's I think, Clippers all day. I think that is Clippers. All I think day. the Mavs take two though. You think the Mavs take two of them? Yeah. Two games? Yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree. With I that. feel like Luca is the type of player that can win you at least one game. He'll, he'll he'll win one game on his back at least. 
I mean, and then you got K. Porzingis. You got. Uh, they have some injured bigs right now. Is is Porzingis injured? No, Porzingis is Porzingis has been playing incredible the past month. Boban literally the last game that was played this season. He outscored Jokic, and he just dominated yeah, him. Yeah, he had like 31 points, like 18 rebounds, yeah. something like that. It was nuts. He had a crazy stat line. I'm still pushing over the Clippers. The Clippers, are, I mean, For they sure. didn't handle For them sure. in the two games that they played each other. Uh, but I think the Clippers are the better team. Yeah. And there's no way that the Clippers are getting bounced in the first round. Uh, that leaves to the last game and our favorite game, Utah versus OKC. Woo! And that would be a nasty series. Although a lot of the players that were really the spark of that, the ten, the tenacity of that rivalry, like Russ especially, Russ was really the spark plug of that. Joe Ingles and isn't then, even the main component of yeah, that Utah but, team anymore. Yeah, I mean, but Joe Ingles and Paul George, that was a really good back and forth there too. But, like, I still think it would be a really high-energy series for sure, especially considering what happened like Rudy Gobert literally nuked the entire sports world from Oklahoma City I think in those matchups outside of the one that we were supposed to play oh we still had two more games with the Jazz to play it's kind of surprising but the, we play them a lot the series is one and one uh we were gonna play them that March 11th that got canceled uh but we had handled them in the last game on December 9th, 104-90. to 90. And then the game before that, they beat us 95-100. to 100. Both of those being played in Utah. I think we win that series. Me and too. I think they might win two games. I yeah. think they, they probably take two I'd games. I'd give them two. I, would, I don't think I'd give them more than two. So that leaves us to play... Uh, we'll just go ahead and go on to the East before we do that. So Bucks Magic, obviously we push on the Bucks. I don't think No. I don't think the Magic no. or anything. Magic might win one game. I Maybe. Don't, I don't I think Maybe. it's four <laughs> oh. I think it's a four oh most likely a four oh. They might win one game, but uh the next game we have the most interesting one on the eastern side, which is Boston seventy sixers. With Boston been playing outside of their mind the past month. That's a that's a seven game series. I I think it is a seven game series. For many reasons, I think, especially if it's late or mid to late June, you're looking at all your stars being back. Joel's been hurt. Ben Simmons has been hurt. Josh Richardson has been in and out. I think it's a seven-game series with... I'm going to go ahead and say the 76ers on top. I'll take the 76ers, too. As much as... As much as I like the Celtics and I like Jason Tatum and I like Kimball Walker, it's I they're still missing. Yeah, they're, they're missing. missing they're missing a big. They need to or they, dedicate they, the small ball. Yeah, they need. Yeah, either one of one or the other. They need to. They probably need to trade Jalen Brown and somebody else for a good big. Because Jalen, Jalen and Jason Tatum kind of play similarly. Jason Tatum's just a much better version of him. And they, they were looking at Stephen Adams before. Or I would the love trade that. deadline. I would love to move Stephen Adams to the Celtics. I think Stephen would thrive there too with Kemba and Jason Tatum. Have his friend Enos back. Spreading the floor. Yeah, him and Enos, the Twin Towers, the Mustache Bros. Come on. Uh, I think that's a win. I, I push <laughs> them on as Stephen yeah. is playing for Boston right now. I push <laughs> them on over the Sixers. Uh, 
Next one is an uneventful game. Uh, maybe Seriously. because it's June, mid-June to late June. KD and Kyrie are back, and maybe they're playing some basketball. Doubtful. It is very doubtful. doubtful. I think they wait Either till next. Come back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be dumb. Like, do they really think adding those two guys would give them a chance to win the championship? No. I don't think so. I don't think they do. Uh, but it's Raptors Nets. And the Raptors have been playing really good basketball all season. Oh, I'd take Raptors all day in that series. Yeah. I think they win. I think the Nets win one game. One or two. Spencer Dinwiddie's a fantastic player. I think Spencer's great. I think Jared Allen's great. I think there's a lot of... Karis LeVert has been playing outside of his yeah, mind. Yeah, Karis LeVert has the ability to pop off at any time. I think once Kevin and Kyrie are back, that is a dynamic team. And I think they're actually planning on moving Karis based on the way he's been playing. and You could get a good return for him. You I could, think you can. You could, you could get a spicy big to throw in with those boys. I would take Karis on OKC. Oof. I'd trade Shea for Karis. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would not do that. That's a little crazy. Uh, Heat Pacers is the last one that we're looking at on the East. and I'll take the Heat. I think they win two games. Pacers will win two games. And yeah. the Heat pull it out. The Pacers, just they just have a weird team. The problem with the Heat is, especially ever since Iguodala has gone there, I think they're not as great as they were in the start of the season. I think they're kind of making weight, like, at least since this corona outbreak, they've been struggling hard. I think they'll come together if it comes back late June, and they will end up beating the Pacers. I, I think it's a time in the season, though, or, or it was a time in the season before it stopped, that a lot of teams are kind of, like, chilling. For playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I Because, like, those last ten games before playoffs is when it really starts ramping back up again. I did not. I did not like the way they moved Justice Winslow. Nah. Someone that can't stay healthy, but I did not like the way they moved him. Yeah, I think but, there was no benefit. No, nah, yeah, but also there's, like, Jimmy's a better version of Justice Winslow. I think they're not comparable at all. Mm, how so? I don't see them playing the same way. I don't think they they don't play the same position. They kinda. Like what? what, did, Justice, what, what did, Justice what is the one. Justice plays one. Yeah, they played him at a one. Yeah, see, I can't see that. I see Justin as like a. Three. <laughs> I mean, he's he's six six yeah, six I, seven. I see, I see Justice as like a, like a small forward. Uh, but yeah, he took the ball up. But that leaves on the eastern. Should we go back to the west, or you want to finish out the east? See who plays. No, let's go back to the west. Go Screw back to the west. east. Okay. So that leaves the Lakers and the Rockets. Lakers. Like and how many games? Eight. How many games? In six. Well, look at those matchups. You have who's guarding who's guarding LeBron? PJ. PJ Tucker. And then who guards who Anthony guards Anthony Davis? Davis? Is Rocco? <laughs> it's Rocco. Seriously though, like that's the problem the Rockets have. You either gotta have like you have you have no one to guard one of those two guys, and those are the two guys, two best guys on the floor by far. I, like picture, it's not close. I picture literally P.J. Tucker and Rocco <laughs> down on their knees looking at James Harden and Russell Westbrook, who are just completely fine because they're not doing any work on defense. <laughs> they chilling on the <laughs> They're just hanging out. They're like, wings, do your man. job. Yep. Do your job. It's like, no, you I'm probably, guarding LeBron. You probably have Russ or Harden guarding LeBron, honestly. Who, though? You, if it's Russ, you're done. If it's Harden, you're done. Okay, so 
this, if I was D'Antoni, you you have to convince Russ that if he puts all his effort in defending LeBron James, they have the best chance of winning. Because I believe that to be true. If Russell Westbrook tries his hardest on defense, he's pretty freaking good. He's athletic enough and quick enough. It, it, we just don't see it very much. I think you put Rocco on LeBron. I think you put Rocco and you switch it. You I think it. I think you keep Rocco space on the floor. You let James Harden do what he does, and you convince Russell Westbrook. It's not gonna happen because it won't happen. You can't do it, but you convince Russell Westbrook that guarding LeBron James to the best of his ability is the best thing for the series. Then James Harden better not choke. That's what better I'm not saying. Playoff choke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you need him not to. <laughs> that's your only you chance, him, though. You need him not to, anyways. Yeah, that's your only chance. So that goes to the bottom side. That's Clippers OKC. Um, Three games stolen by OKC. It's a spicy. It's a <laughs> spicy series. It I really seven is. Seven games. You you give us in seven games. I get no. I don't take. I don't take us. Uh, I take Clippers. The Clippers games. in seven games. I like that. I like that. And that gives exactly what the NBA wants, we which is a LA LA. Yeah, but the Clipper. I think the Clippers are a much tired team at that point. Because I, I think the Lakers have played maybe three or four less games than them. Yeah, their their side looks tough though. I mean, coming out of the gate, I mean, no, I'm not gonna say that they had to play the Grizzlies. <laughs> there's no, there's no side with the Grizzly. That's it, that's it's tough. not gonna be. It, I don't think it would have been the Grizzlies. I think it would have been Pelicans, which would have been a little tougher series in my opinion. I think the Clippers have a tougher road than the Lakers. Do. Although no, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. The Lakers would wipe the Pelicans too. They would wipe them. It wouldn't be close. Yeah, it'd be 4-0 or 4-1, just like the Grizzlies. They might steal one. Zion might influence. Blair, Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Ingram, Ingram might go off for like 38 for I'm a, game, a game. I'm giving him one. Yeah, easy. I'll give him one. Uh, so that, we'll, we'll go back over to the East. We're looking at the Bucks and the 76ers. Spicy. With, it's back to... It's, back it's to a seven-game series. Is is a seven game series, which would be in the second seven game series for the Seventy Sixers after the Bucks probably sweep the Magic. I'll give it to the Bucks. Are, yeah, the Seventy Sixers are hurting in this. I'll give it to the Bucks. I like the Seventy Sixers though. I think they're underrated. I don't think they play very well in the regular season, but I think they're underrated. The process is is not done. Mm-mm. It's not done. Uh that leaves Raptors Heat. Mm, Which is, dude, I'm telling you, the east, the east side is better than the west side this year. Because these these two matchups, these two series right here, probably the some of the best series in the playoffs. I don't know about that. Raptors Heat. You think, it's a good you series. Think as as a fan watching these series, these are the better series. But as of matchups with players, it's not more difficult. There's, I mean, it's not more star power. Right. Yeah. But I think I think the the matchups are better. I think those are both seven game series right there. I think yeah. I think these are better games to watch as a fan. Yeah. I would not say that the East playoff bracket is harder than the West. No. I just because I think the Lakers and the Clippers are dominant. Yeah. Two, I think OKC two of the three you best teams. With, I don't think you want to mess with OKC. I don't think you want to meet the Jazz. I don't think you want to see any of these no. Western teams. Uh, but I, but there's a lot of good East teams. So who who'd you pick? You picked Raptors. You pick Raptors there, man. I'd probably pick the Raptors there. You're picking Raptors just because they're bigger and they just won the championship last year. 
All right, well, I'm picking I'm picking Heat. Oh, you're picking the Heat? I'm picking Heat because I like the Heat. I said at halfway through the season, probably around Christmas, that the Heat were one of the best teams. We might have to sim that one out. We will. We have time. <laughs> we do have, we have time. time. We're, in, we're quarantined. Uh, so you said, wow. Okay, we'll go back over to the West. We'll talk about that in a minute. So Lakers clips. How many games? Um, Start there. Seven. Seven games. Yeah, I think this is a... It's a seven-game series. It's a deep playoff this year, I think. And it starting late is going to be crazy because it's going to go a long time. There's going to be a lot of seven-game series. That's the one thing that we're not realizing right now just because we're all hurting without sports is because of this blessing. We can look at it as just the worst thing that's ever happened in sports or we can look at it as a blessing that we have finally had the opportunity to move basketball a little bit further back so we don't have a freaking summer lull yeah, without yeah. anything. With just baseball, god dang. We can start the year looking forward to March Madness. We can look forward to the NBA Finals after that, and then right when we're done with the NBA Finals, we have football. We have college football, we have NFL. And then it just restarts again. Mm-hmm. It's just a recycle. Mm-hmm. And if you like baseball, baseball is, I mean, like, basketball is competing with baseball at that point, but I'm taking basketball over baseball all day. Come on. I mean, I come I, on. I like baseball just as much as the next guy. I mean, I play I baseball, but I, I'm taking basketball over baseball, no doubt. <laughs> no Especially doubt. playoff even, basketball. Question, playoff bro. basketball. Playoff basketball is like, besides like March Madness, like late Champions League soccer or like late FIFA World Cup. Like that's some of the best sports there is. Playoff basketball, NBA basketball. I'd say that. Yeah, I'd say that. So you have, okay, so we still haven't nailed this down. You have a seven-game series between the L.A. Clippers and the L.A. Lakers. Who are you taking in that series? The Lakers. You're taking the Lakers. Shoot, I might even take the Lakers at six. You're ta- See, I was thinking six. <laughs> I was thinking six. Because, so we'll, like, we'll as good as everybody thinks the Clippers are. We said at the beginning of the season this will be the best defensive team that we have ever seen put together in NBA history. That's what we said. Are they? They're not. They're just straight up not. They, there's something that happened where they're just they're not a cohesive unit yet. But I mean, it's the first year, and they might end up being that. Oh wow, not good, huh? So the top defensive team in the league is Toronto. Given their circumstances, they they allow the least points per game. They allow the lowest. No, never mind. They allow the. Second lowest field goal percentage. They allow the... Who's the first lowest field goal percentage? The Bucks, Who are... Seventh on the list. Um, yeah, they, they, they allow the lowest three-point percentage, which is huge. Read that top ten. Okay, so you got Toronto number one. Boston number two. Lakers number three. Orlando number four. The Magic? Um, Interesting. 76ers, number five. This is just by points per game, though. It's the only way this is being ranked. So if you think points per game is the main barometer for which team is defensively the best, the best yeah. then this is the this is the list. So after the 76ers, which are the fifth spot, you got the Pacers, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Jazz, OKC, um, the Heat, Charlotte, and then the Clippers are all the way down past Charlotte. In what spot? 
the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13th spot. 13th spot is the Clippers. Yeah. So, prior to the season, everybody thought they would be the best defensive team ever. They are 13th in the league. I think you don't have the offense that you have in the West that you do in the... Or you don't have the offense in the East as you do in the West. So, I think that affects that points per game a little bit. Yeah, you might be right. Because on field goal percentage allowed, they are the third. They're third in the league. Clippers? Yeah, and the lowest field goal percentage. Yeah. I think that... And then it's Boston, and then it's the Nets, and then it's the Lakers. The Lakers are a good defensive team. You know, Boston surprises me. Boston actually does surprise me. Something to think about. So, we have the Lakers advancing. Toronto has the best... uh, Three-point percentage. The Clippers have the second-best three-point percentage. So they're not bad. The Clippers aren't bad. They just allow a lot of points because it's the West. But, I mean, Boston's got a really good defense. Boston is... Boston was second... Okay, Boston's second in points per game allowed. They are fourth in field goal. And they are third in three-point. I'd say probably Boston, on paper... Looks like the best defensive team in the NBA. Or Toronto. Toronto's right there, too. Because Toronto is number one in points, number two in field goal. Number one. Toronto's the best. Toronto's the best defensive team in the league. So you're making my heat pick look a little... (laughs) That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm still taking the heat. Because I don't think the heat are that good offensively. I think they're... With outside of the past month, because they have played atrocious in the past month, I think they've lost games that they shouldn't have. But I think the Heat are still an incredible team. I mean, I don't know how you look at Bam and say he's not good at defense. I don't know how you look at Jimmy and say he can't score 30. I don't know how you look at Andre Goodall coming off the bench and say that he's not going to help your team. I think this team is proven and... Given the road that they have, I think they're easily in the semis. Easily. Who are you talking about? The Heat. I mean, they play the Pacers, and then they play the Raptors. Raptors' best defensive team. Obviously, their toughest challenge outside of going up against our Bucks, who we have in the semis. Or in the quarters. Uh, So, you you say Raptors against Bucks in the quarters. Who do you have in there? Given that... These are two defensive teams. Raptors being the best defensive team. That matchup would be the best offensive team in the league versus the best defensive team in the league. The Bucks are the number one rated offense. Right. The Lakers are number two. The Raptors are number three. I'm pretty sure. The Raptors are freaking good. The Raptors are good with no Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> they they gave away maybe one of the best players. Yeah. Top three player in the league. And they're still... Number one in defense, number three in offense. That's incredible. You give Who, who's the coach there? Who coaches? Nurse. Nick Nurse, baby. Nurse. Nick Nurse. Are you giving him coach of the year? Uh, No, I'm giving Billy Donovan coach of the year. Bias? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I love that there's a bias there. Um, uh, I mean, come on, though. Bucks? Like, we lost, we lost Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and we're still really good. In the playoffs. Well, yeah. they lost Kawhi Leonard. who would say is probably worse yeah some would say 
Clippers are fourth in the league in offense. Boston's fifth. Yeah, where are the Lakers? Oh, the Lakers are two. Just kidding. Mm, 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 mm. So how many games, Jake? You gotta narrow this down. How many games you have? Raptors and Bucks? Yes. This is the quarterfinals. Winner of this series goes on to play the Lakers. It's a six or seven game series for sure. So six or seven. And I like the Raptors. You like the Raptors. <laughs> I like, oh, the, you Raptors. like the Raptors. <laughs> Against the MVP. I like the Raptors because everybody else likes the Bucks. Against the MVP. Yeah. That's why I like the Raptors because everybody else likes the Bucks. I like the Bucks. <laughs> All right. Well, you're making me do it. So you're taking the Raptors. I'm pushing forward the Bucks. The Heat have the seventh best offense in the league. Okay, well, if the Heat go, they're out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the Bucks beat them. So the the Bucks, in my opinion, are playing the Lakers. You say the Raptors are playing the Lakers. So the Raptors are in the championship. How stupid will Kawhi look? Because, um, I mean, they get bounced. If the Raptors go to the championship and the Clippers don't? Yes. Um, pretty dumb. Which I I think it's a very good possibility he looks pretty dumb. And there's a good possibility that Paul George looks pretty dumb. I can't wait for Paul George to, for the real playoff P to come out and him to just be an absolute bum. He has those spaghetti arms. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's been struggling all year with injuries, so I don't know if we'll ever see the Paul George ever again. Not Pacers Pacers, Paul Paul George. George. No way. No chance. That could be age, that could be injuries. But we we saw that at OKC, though. How many times did we see him dunk in two in two uh, seasons at OKC? Like, five times? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I saw him break a lot of threes. I saw him have 24-second dribble motions into a fadeaway <laughs> yep. mid-range. Mm-hmm. That just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've seen the worst of Paul George. So we're slightly biased on Paul George. But we've seen how bad he can be. I don't think we've seen how good he can be since then. No. I think the Clippers are stuck with no. OKC Paul George. But I've also never thought to, that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were a good match. That's, I don't know. I, I think they, they got, can be. They've got relatively similar games. I think it's hard for guys with similar games to play with each other like that. I don't think you do play them together. I, don't think, you, I think you play them opposite minutes. Well, I mean, that's just... You play obviously. I mean, you have them both playing thirty-eight plus. Yeah, but, and they're gonna play. I mean, yeah, together. and they're gonna switch off. But I mean, there's some points where you just can't have them on the floor together. Yeah, until the very end. Well, I mean, court. I mean, Billy used to do the same thing with Russ and. Yeah, I mean, I mean you have and, to. And Dan does the same thing with Russ and Harden, and have to. Yeah. You don't want a lull. You don't want that lull. All right. So the final. The final. Is going to be in your eyes. The Raptors and the Lakers. And, I, and, you're and saying I like the, the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. And how many games? Six or seven. Probably six. I'm saying the Lakers in five. Lakers in five against the Raptors? I'm not saying Raptors. You're in saying a bu- against the Bucks? Against the Bucks. I think it goes this... I think, they, I think the Lakers have a better chance of beating the Raptors easily than they do the Bucks. Honestly. Actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. Because Giannis' main game is in... The lane, 
Yep. And that is... He hasn't developed a three yet. No, and like in, and even when he does hit threes, it's inconsistent. It's not anything good at all. But I, in, in like the Lakers, Lakers probably have the best paint defense in the league. I'd be surprised if they don't. JaVale, Dwight, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Who has the most blocks in the league? Do you know? Probably the Lakers. So you said you have the Lakers winning in six? Six or seven? Lakers have the most blocks, 6.8 per game. There you go. And then Portland, because of Hassan. And then Milwaukee. Just a block party in yep. its finals. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking the Lakers in five. I'm taking the Lakers in five over the Bucks. You're taking the Lakers in six or seven over the Raptors. And that is the playoffs. And we are in August. And we're both agreeing on the Lakers. Both agreeing. We're both saying that the Lakers are going to win. Who wins MVP? Um, is it like league MVP or finals MVP? League. I'd like for it to be LeBron. I don't think it'll be LeBron. Who do you think it will be? I don't be? want it to be Giannis. I don't want it to be Giannis either. But I think it will be Giannis. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say it's LeBron. It's either LeBron or Giannis. I think it's LeBron. I don't see it being either one. But yeah, I'll go with LeBron too. Defensive player of the year. I don't even know who's leading in defense player Rudy. of the year. Rudy? Rudy. God, I hate Rudy. <laughs> I, Air it out. I just don't like that guy, man. Air it out. Uh, he's, a, he's just a jackass, man. He's just... He's won the past two years. Yeah. But, man, I don't know. I just don't like Rudy. I'm completely biased on Rudy. I'll admit that 100%. Because of what's happened recently. I think you didn't like him before. Him? Oh, yeah. I mean, did you ever see that video of him slapping those cups? How do you like a guy like that? Ooh. So the odds favor <laughs> Anthony Davis. I love it. Andy love Davis. it. We're putting it down. I love uh, it. Lakers are sweeping this NBA season. Nope. <laughs> that is not true. AD wins Defensive Player of the Year. MVP, LeBron. Most Improved Player, Alex Caruso. Okay, no. <laughs> Just no. I'm tired of it. Um, How is... Is Deontay Graham still playing well? No. Was he still playing well? No. Okay, well, he's not going to be he Most Improved off. Player. Uh, Most Improved? Yeah. Oh, we'll go ahead and do Six Man, because I'm excited about this one. Sixth man of the year, Dennis Schroeder. Yes, sir. Dennis. Yes, sir. The menace Schroeder. Yes, He's sir. He's going to be winning sixth man of the year for Oklahoma City. And then he will leave us, leaving us all in tears. And then that moves on to most improved. Who, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram? That's my pick. You like Brandon Ingram? If DeAndre Graham has fallen off, then it's Brandon Ingram's my pick. Most MIP, most improved. You're saying is Brandon. And we're going to keep this. And I'm going to have you on the podcast when all this comes to fruition. But I'm saying it is Bam. You're saying it's Bam. Big Bam Bam. Not a bad pick. I like it. I like it a lot. Saying it's Bam. And that leaves one more award. Who's a better player of those two? Bam or Brandon Ingram? Brandon. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. 
I don't think anyone would argue that either. Uh, coach of the year? Either Nick Nurse or Billy Donovan. Which one are you going with? You got to go with one. Big Billy! And I think I'm offsetting you. I'm going Nick. Billy! Bill Donovan. Big bad Bill, baby. And I'm going Nick Nurse. Okay. All right. Well, Jacob, thank you for uh, joining me on this podcast. I know we're going to be in quarantine together for probably another week or so. So hopefully we'll be putting out another podcast soon. Uh, I know you guys have reached out to me and said that you'd like to see Caleb back on the podcast. He'll be on uh, when he gets a chance. Uh, Caleb's out, not doing social distancing. Yeah, and he might have the Rona. He's 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 got the Rony, and <laughs> Jacob and I are doing our best to not have the Rony. If one of us has the Rony, we both have the Rony. So, Facts. best way to stay out of that is social distancing and keeping yourself inside. Don't be stupid and naive and ignorant and go out to the bars go out to parties hanging out with people that you shouldn't just go to the store get your groceries hunker down for two weeks it's really not that tough uh maybe even pick up a book movies movies are a good way to pass the time <laughs> yeah if you don't like books you got movies you like ping pong play a little jungle pong it's fun oh yeah jungle pong jungle pong That's is right. fun it's a little cold in oklahoma city right now so we're very limited we have a hot tub here we've been chilling out there i think we watched Uncut Gems recently. Yeah, what Uncut Gems. What, what are you rating Uncut Gems? Uh, I need to see it again because I need to... There was a lot of... Like, it bounces all over the place. It's a very chaotic movie, so it's hard to follow the plot. But I think if I watched it again, I'd give it a solid eight, eight and a half. I think I put it at an eight and a half the other night when we watched it. Uh, I was actually able to watch another movie last night, and... It was a good one, 1917. Was it? It was a good one. Yeah? And the one thing that it's really not an amazing plot, it's really not, but you were just so, just, I don't know, you're just tied you, you into... You emotionally the, attached to those two guys? Well, you, yes, you you yeah. attached to them very quickly, mm-hmm. but you also just attached to the idea of it all looking like it's one shot. Oh, yeah. There's no cuts. Yeah. It's just... It's almost. It's, I heard that. I it's heard really, that, yeah. It's really interesting to watch that yeah. way. Uh, and then that the last movie we watched was Knives Out. I think we watched Knives Out Knives before out. those two. It's a good one. Knives Out, I think. Good one. I gave that one a nine just because of my bias towards mm. Daniel Craig. And I love I love a mystery movie. Yeah. I, I like a mystery, mystery I, movie. It, the, it was a mystery movie, and it was, like, really intense, but then it got really funny at parts. Like, the... I I don't want to spoil it, but there's like a really funny part at the very end, and it, like it's good. You need to see it. It's, it's good. It's good stuff. Redbox. If you have a Redbox near you, go to Redbox. Two dollars. Pick up a ton of movies. Bring that Lysol though. Bring the Lysol. Spray that thing down when you comes out of that machine. You don't want to be catching Maroni. Germex, on deck. On deck. Let Just, me ask you. Um, Uncut Gems. Adam Sandler's best movie. Yes or no? No. <laughs> Uncut Gems is not his best movie. What's his best movie? Waterboy. Waterboy? I love me some Waterboy. I'll say Grown Up. Actually, Waterboy is... I'll say Grown Ups, first one. Grown Ups, dang. I really thought of Grown Ups was a slapper. Grown Ups was good. I think... Grown Ups, then Uncut Gems, then Waterboy? Well, so here's the thing. Uncut Gems and Grown Ups, I think, were both written and directed by Adam Sandler as well. He's just good at directing his own movies. And I I doubt Waterboy was because that was Sandler, Waterboy was pretty early in his career. Adam Sandler has been in a lot of good movies. He's also been in a lot of terrible movies. 
So it's very 50 yeah, yeah. on if you see a good but or bad Adam I mean, Sandler there's movie. a lot of actors that have been in a lot of terrible movies. I think they're mostly comedians, though. Yeah. They're facts, mostly comedians. Facts. That get rolled into those bad plots and stuff like that. But anyways, there are a few movies that you guys need to go see. But until the next podcast that we hopefully get Caleb on, hopefully Jacob's back on with us, and we'll talk a little bit more. Hopefully sports are continuing in the next few months uh and we'll keep you all posted on that if you have any questions for me or say you have any good movies that you've seen uh during this uh two-week corona quarantine period uh don't hesitate to send me a dm at corbin trinary underscore four uh or you can go to my twitter and dm me at Trinary, T-R-E-N-A-R-Y, Corbin, C-O-R-B-I-N. Thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a safe day.